Hey, Richie, relax, man. Everything's cool. Besides, the sky belongs to the stars, right? Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And for this episode, we are doing an older movie. And celebrating its 30th anniversary, we are covering La Bamba. And joining me on this review is Mariano, one of the hosts of TV at My Brain. Hey, Mariano. Hey, Peter. How's it going? I'm doing pretty good, actually. I'm uh, happy to have you here. Uh, you've been on the show before uh, for Princess Mononoke and also the uh, recently All Eyes on Me. Yes. So, and I think we're starting to develop a pattern except for one movie where we're going to discuss movies of young artists who die before the age of 25. Is that is that a trend now? That, that, that is a trend, yeah. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it looks like to me. <laughs> this, this is going to be the, uh, let me see, we got, th- no, we got two two artists in this one uh, before the age of 25. Right. Uh, so very interesting. Yeah. And funny that we're kind of like talking about All Eyes on Me a little bit. It was kind of, I was kind of watching La Bamba and just saying, see, this is where All Eyes on Me got it wrong. Going back to that episode, it's more focused, more focused. Yeah. I th- well, um, I know you're going to talk about who the, the writer and director uh, and the involvement of the family with the movie, but it seems like they they wanted to get it as right as possible. Right. Absolutely. I I feel most filmmakers should. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think some just throw stuff together and try to make money. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, oh, sure. Like all eyes on me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what it seems like, man. At the end, I keep reading articles about that. Uh, but um, I'm thinking they were very focused. He was focused on, I guess, getting the story right, but also b- being cohesive. I guess that's mm-hmm. the, probably the better word for it compared to like all eyes on me. And what better cohesion than than the family unit, you know? So they do focus on the family right. and the bumba a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get any further, why don't you tell listeners uh, about what you and Allegra do? You guys cover a lot of TV shows. Uh, most re- recently, you guys started covering snow Snowfall. Yes. So we do. I mean, we do like we, we basically started by covering um, Atlanta last season, and uh, they're not coming back till next year, which is sad. But you know. It happens. Uh, and we covered Man in a High Castle that came out on Amazon. Um, we did Dear White People that came out on Netflix. Uh, and recently, we f- we finished The Leftovers, which is the last season on HBO. And right now, you know, it was kind of hiatus. We had a f- we had a quite a while before the next show that we cover. And I was looking at Snowfall, and I was thinking about it, going, "Well, do I want to cover it? Uh, the beginnings of the crack epidemic." Uh, okay, maybe. And then I saw the first episode, and I, the pilot episode, and I was like, that's pretty freaking good. So I'm like, well, let's do it. So we, we covered, I think we have one episode on the first two episodes, on the first two. And then uh, episode three, we had a, another uh, podcast that just came out or is coming out soon, I think. Yeah, you guys are definitely up in these podcast streets. Maybe yeah. you guys are doing <laughs> a lot. Yeah, and then Allegra's got uh, her History of Color, a monthly yeah. podcast here at Corten Part. So. Um, yeah, definitely check them out. Uh, this this movie came out uh, July twenty fourth, nineteen eighty seven. Uh, so going back to that weekend, some of the other movies that also released uh, Summer School, which is a favorite oh. of a lot of people's. So uh, I I've I've seen it once. Okay, I I saw that in the theater. 
And okay. that is actually one of my favorites. Yes, it's oh, ridiculous, see? but it is. <laughs> yeah, it's Rodney. just one of those yeah. things. Like I feel, yeah, people feel like it's a guilty pleasure, but I, I saw it and I can see why people like it. I didn't dislike it. I thought it was actually kind mm-hmm. of fun. You know, a fun movie. Um, Superman Four: The Quest for Peace also came out this weekend. Not the best Superman by oh, a long shot. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> see, it was it made, a pretty bad one, if I remember. Let me see. It opened up in third. Uh, okay. La Bubba being first, Summer School was the second uh, mm-hmm. that weekend. And the last movie, this I've never heard of, is called Wish You Were Here. Uh, that made only like $3.2 million that weekend. So must have been a much smaller movie. Yeah, I don't remember that one. But I do know the first three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. And the number one song at the time was Alone by Heart. Uh, that was number one for three weeks. I remember that song too. Not a fan. <laughs> Not a fan. Uh, I'll put it out there, and I, you know, if you want to email me, don't, because I don't know if anybody <laughs> will about this. But I'm not a heart fan. I don't have love for heart. Now Allegra does. She likes them, so you know, just be happy that somebody likes them. <laughs> Are they the same one that sing Two of Us"? Is that is that also no? Heart? I don't. Two of us, like no. that's not them. No, uh, that's okay. not even close. No, they mm. did uh, Barracuda is one of their big songs. I don't okay, know if you I know, know that song. Yeah, that's that them. was on. Um, that was on one of the uh, the Guitar Hero. Uh, yeah, songs. It was, also, it was also an old school. They used that song okay. when they're when they're it's like been a while when they're doing like their I would say kidnapping scene Frank where the they tank start. Or... Yeah, when they start picking up everybody in the in the van, <laughs> just throwing them in there. I think they play. Oh Barracuda yeah, yeah, just re- recruiting and yeah. kidnapping is that? Yeah, recruit. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, I kind of remember that vaguely. Um, all right, so La Bamba is what uh, we'll be reviewing this uh, for this episode. It's written and directed by Luis Valdez. Uh, it stars uh, S.I. Morales as Bob, uh, Richie's older brother. Richie Valens here is played by Lou Diamond Phillips. This movie actually introduces him, so right. um, his first movie. Uh, we got Joe Pantaliano, uh, which a lot of people know him from like Matrix, Bad Boys, mm-hmm. um, uh, Memento. You know, he plays Bob Kuhn, you know, who is, or, or Keen or Kuhn, depending who he's talking to. He plays a uh, record producer who, um, I, I guess, in a sense, discovers Richie at a, at a performance. Elizabeth Pena plays uh, Richie's, I guess you can call her sister in law, Bob's. Uh, girlfriend slash wife. I don't know if they actually really... I think they did get married eventually. Hmm. Um, and also you have Rosanna uh, DeSoto, who plays Connie, their mother, uh, Bob and Richie's mother. Mm-hmm. And actually, how about Daniel Von Zernick, too? She plays Donna, the love interest. Uh, also, right. the yeah the inspiration for the song Donna. Mm-hmm. So this movie, uh, Mariana, do you have a, a history with this? Is this something you kind of grew up watching or you just saw it a couple times growing up? Uh, I saw it when it around when it came out. I didn't see it in the theater, or maybe I did. Yeah, I, I, no, actually, I did. Um, but I remember because I was. This is right before I became a freshman in high school, like the summer of you know leading up to it. And I remember the, I wouldn't say like La Bamba mania, but definitely there was an uptick on not just the song but the movie and the soundtrack and all those things kind of gelled together and it was a it was a hit. You know, it was a pretty big hit, and I do remember you know, at school, going to school and everybody talking about seeing it over the summer and that, that kind of stuff. And also, you know, um, 
at this point because i know in the 80s there was like a the 50s and kind of 60s nostalgia you know so there was Mm -hmm. a lot of people wanting to like go to like the old diners or whatever you know the the music from that era uh, kind of the style you know where there's the leather you know the leather jacket the you know cuffing up your pant you know your your jeans and that kind of stuff yeah exactly the greaser look was kind of a big thing and i'm not sure exactly when like um Huh. The Outsiders came out. I don't know if that came out around the same time or maybe it was later, but it was, was earlier. Kind of like it was one of those uh, things. 84. Was it earlier? Was it 80? Okay, mm-hmm. so that still kind of hung in the air. You know what I mean? That was that whole like, idea of the 50s look, the look anyway. Um, yeah. So I do remember that movie coming out. It was actually probably like a perfect time for that movie to come out, you know, as far as like being able to ride that wave and getting like a lot of uh, good press for it, you know? And yeah. I, I just remember um, the music being a pretty big deal and i i recall that this was lou diamond phillips like first first film right and then i remember seeing him later in like young guns you know and like yeah and he was like he's been a a lot of stuff man since then but um and i I didn't realize that bob was played by si morales because i've seen him in plenty of stuff you know and in fact he's on a on a netflix show right now that i'm watching that's pretty good uh called the ozarks and he he I'm all damn. He aged well. He's like, oh this wow, is like okay. 30 years later, man. He's like, I'm like, yeah, dang, yeah, dude, you look, you don't look that much. I mean, he looks older, obviously, but I'm like, oh man, you right. look, looks he pretty aged good. Well, oh definitely, yeah, yeah definitely. I, I I tried reaching out to him on his uh, via his Instagram page, and uh, uh-huh. I probably won't get a response. But you know, right. I thought maybe like, hey, if we could just get like 15 minutes, yeah. of, you know, just to recall like your experience filming this movie is all I kind of wanted mm-hmm. um, but I the the recent the most recent thing I saw him in was uh, how, to, how to Get Away with Murder oh. he was actually one of the uh, one of the girls' uh, father so yeah he, he aged well he looks real good for his age mm-hmm. uh, he's actually got a picture with Lou Diamond Phillips I, I think it was posted like last year and I was like yep that's how I aged better than Lou oh, right. <laughs> uh, a little bit too it's kind of crazy and so this this uh, were you able to so when the movie came out, were you able to uh, maybe not relate, but the the fact that in the movie you were basically the same age as Richie, did did that resonate with you in any way or? I don't I don't know if that, not necessarily not in that manner as far as age because it almost feels like he's older than he is because when I'm looking at it, you know even now right I'm I'm going because I didn't remember how old Richie Valens was was when he died. And then find out he's 17. I'm like, holy crap. Then you start, I start thinking like all the, cause Donna's Don a good, it's a well-written song. It's a good song. You know, like when you, mm-hmm. when you think about uh, songwriters and, and producers and all that, you know, you, you, I, I feel like anybody who can write a, a good song, you know, there's lyricists out there and, and, um, and he, th- that was a solid hit, you know? And, um, so, I mean, La Bamba's a remake, basically. It's an old, it's an old traditional song. But as far as like, I think O'Donnell and I think, uh, come on, let's go. I think it's one that he wrote too. I'm trying to remember. Right. He did um, them both. Yeah. So for a kid that's might've been 16 at the time, you know, close to 17, if not 17, that's, that's pretty impressive. So for some reason in my mind, I always thought he was like 20, you know what I mean? Or 21. So I didn't really relate to him in that sense. And plus, you know, when I look at Lou Diamond Phillips playing this role, he doesn't look like a 16 year old. <laughs> You know, no, well, he was 25. Right. Yeah. I mean, he looks young. I'm not saying he didn't look young, but he, he does right. not look like a 16 year old. So that's, I can't really. Yeah, well, neither does the real reach of violence. Right. He, 
he he himself looks like an like an older man, right? I mean, you know, like all, all the pictures I've seen of Richie Valens, um, and there's there's a drop line in the movie too where Bob, you know, calls him a big something, you know, and I I thought maybe that that was something that you know it was kind of known like like maybe Richie was like bigger in stature, you know, but just Lou Diamond Phillips is a smaller guy, right? It, it doesn't come across that way, but it, yeah, anytime I've seen like the real picture of Richie Valens, I'm like that dude was not 17, man. He looks right. like. 25 28 right. or something like that so just aesthetically i i don't i never thought of him as around my age even though technically he was just a, you know when he died it was, it was just two years older right you know what i mean that's fair or, yeah or, you know so or yeah three years older so which is not that big of a difference but i just always felt i always felt like i knew he was young i just didn't realize that he was 17 which is geez man you know you're not it's even crazy. technically an adult yet you know yeah, I I didn't even realize that Buddy Holly was was 22 when he passed away when you know right. when he died in that and that uh, plane crash and uh, the bopper was uh, I think in the movie they said 29 but on Wikipedia right. it said he was 28 so uh, but still late 20s nonetheless um, right. all died very young. Now, for me, this is a movie I grew up watching. At some mm-hmm. point, it just kind of fell out of rotation. You know, that's just how it goes when you get older. But we actually owned the vinyl of the soundtrack as well. Oh, okay. And I felt like I played that uh, so much when I was a kid that listening back recently uh, on the soundtrack, I was able to be like, oh, the next song is going to be this. And then that song would play. I'm like, wow, is that how much I actually played the album back in the day that I knew what the next song was going to be? So this was definitely my jam, soundtrack and movie. Um, And and throwing it out now, uh, we haven't mentioned it. Uh, Mariano, you and I will be uh, reviewing the soundtrack on Music Ate My Brain too. So subscribe to that if you guys are interested in checking out what uh, we have to say about the the songs. But yeah, I I hadn't seen this one in a really long time and watching it again, I don't think there were any scenes that that seemed unfamiliar to me. I still kind of remembered how everything went. If anything, I understood a lot of things a little bit more, kind of mm. like how bad Bob really is. Right, right. And even as a kid, I felt like, why Why does Bob seem like a really big character? I mean, the movie even opens up with him right. riding on a motorcycle. Um, just a little bit of the research I did was apparently the first script had Bob as the lead, which is kind of interesting because it's a movie about his brother. Right. I noticed that when, I think when the credits rolled, he is the first one mentioned, right? Esai Morales was the first name. Yeah, it- it could be, and you know, maybe just because like Lou Diamond Phillips, it, it well, was introducing, introducing this him. movie, right? Yeah, so, so usually those come later anyway. But even, I mean, like La Bamba is about Richie Valens. Like I, I right. feel, I, I feel is like Bob's story. Like I feel we get more Bob than anything. Mm. And I was kind of thinking about this too. Like I read an interview with the actual Donna. She um, didn't know that the movie was being made and when she found out like the the people she worked with and everything they they found out that she was the the legendary donna uh-huh. you know and and uh, I, I guess she even took off work to go to the premiere and stuff too um so it was really interesting because she the movie depicts her as like somebody really innocent kind of mousy and all that she says that she was more of a rebel and that kind of that's another reason why she did date richie was because it was like against her father's wishes you know who right. is a, a bigot right and so so uh the, the actress definitely played donna a little bit differently um there were other things that i i found out about that um they kind of mention it 
but I don't think anybody really paid attention to this line in the movie, but they talk about like seeing other people kind of thing. Right. And I always thought that maybe it was a lie to kind of break break off, but mm-hmm. apparently uh allegedly Richie also had another girlfriend like towards the end of his like his his passing. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess the the young lady she was at his funeral and Donna and her actually met. And so so there's that too. Uh very very interesting story there. But Bob I feel we we get so much of Bob because all on all accounts, Richie being seventeen years old, a sweet, innocent kid, never got into trouble. I saw this thing about uh, it was it was something that happened at his high school, some kind of re- uh, remembrance that they had going on, and the principal was there and he was talking about the very first time he kind of like figured out that Richie would become. Uh, somebody somebody special mm-hmm. he was out in the courtyard and the thing during recess or lunch whatever they're supposed to monitor make sure there's no fights and there's always fights going on and he saw like this crowd and he's like oh my god there's a fight i need to break it up and he gets closer and it's richie like playing on his guitar mm-hmm. and there's all these kids standing around him sitting around him and richie kind of stopped and it's like oh is, is this okay mr whatever you know and he's like oh richie no go ahead man do you you know just mm-hmm. continue playing that music you know so so he got a lot of love from a lot of people so i i was a little sad to say it but he seems too vanilla yeah you know what i mean like yeah you're watching the movie richie you know there, there's no sex scenes between him and donna right they have right, like right. one make out scene at the right. drive-in so i feel like Focusing on Bob and and all his ain't shitness, like I, I think, kind of just made for a better contrast in characters. Right. You know, they needed to have that almost to uh, to give you something else. You're right. It would have been just oh, sweet kid plays music and dies in a plane. <laughs> just like yeah, it, I yeah. mean, it would be really boring. You, yeah. you just you know, so so must well be documentary like a documentary on like VH1 or something. You know what I mean? Or right, you know what I mean? That would you, be you're not showing thing. anything bad about him. Yeah, you're just gonna be you're just pretty much doing like oh, this is what happened. You know, this is how he became top of the charts and that kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah, because Bob definitely yeah ain't shitness is right. <laughs> yeah, it, Bob it was really a piece is, of work, man. man. We, <laughs> oh boy, let's, let's let's get into Bob. All right, so the movie we see Bob. He's riding on a motorcycle and he goes to this uh, little community where his family is staying. And his intent is to get him out of there. You know, uh, I guess we get the impression that he's kind of been in jail yeah. for some time. It sounds right? like he, he was in jail. For, out. Yeah, yeah. And his mom kind of ratted uh, out on him. And I did find out that the family, his actual family, uh, the Valenzuela, uh, they. They were on set like almost every day, mm. almost every day. Even even filming the uh, when Richie gets on the plane, right. uh, even against like the the filmmakers, like oh, one of the sisters still showed up on that day, mm-hmm. but they asked the family not to come because it was it was too hard for them. It was right. you know close to home, obviously. Right. Um. And and I guess uh, there's reports. Lou, Lou Diamond Phillips said in an interview that they always called him Richie. Also, like they would even call him Lou or whatever. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> So they'd just be like, hey, Richie, you know, and he'd just respond. Um, and uh, so he became really close with the family. But but Bob, uh, he is Richie's half-brother, so they share the mom. Um, right. Kind of grew up thinking uh, Steve, uh, Richie's dad, was also his dad. And kind of found out at an early age that that was his stepfather, but still loved him as a father. Mm-hmm. Um, a little research that I found was that it was actually an, an auntie that revealed that he that Steve was not his actual father and not his mom Connie and i guess how it kind of played out was that they were moving away and 
Bob wanted to go along, and the auntie was like, why do you even want to go along with them? Like, Steve's not even your father. And that's oh, kind of how it came out. Wow. <laughs> and then he, uh, Bob got into trouble at an early age, you know, and got sent away. So there's that story, too, that they don't talk about in this movie. But when uh, he comes back, he kind of finds out that he's got, like, two half-sisters, which, um, you know, are shown in the movie, but... Uh, I don't think they're really given names. Right. But it's like Irma and Connie Jr., mm-hmm. I think it is. But yeah, Bob's just into a lot of different things. You know, we find, yeah, clearly he's been in jail, he's in the drugs. He's a drunk right. rapist. Yeah. Um, he, he The only way to have sex with his wife slash girlfriend is to rape her. He, he even drops that line. That line, uh, very right. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Like, just to get some, I have to basically rape her. Right. You know, he's something to that effect. And there was another thing too. Like I, they never say how old uh, Rosie is, but if right. she's underage, then yeah. you got you, you know, got him. He's that a pedophile too. On top too. Of it. Yeah, yeah. I think she was. I mean, you know, uh, Elizabeth Pena. I think at the time must have been in her twenties, right? Sure. Um, but rest in peace. I, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When when that was posted, I was like, no, I loved her in the Bumba. Yeah. And, you know, I saw her in like Batteries Not Included and all these other things too. But I mean, she was in a lot of, I knew her from. She was in a lot of movies, man. Uh, mm-hmm. And was she? She was in Colors too, right? Uh, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised, but I haven't seen that since like I was single digits. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what were you doing watching Colors like... when you were single digits, man? <laughs> well, I had an uncle that was a gangbanger. Okay. All right. I'm yeah, like... that makes sense, right? <laughs> I guess. I was yeah. like, wait, you were like single digits watching colors? Hold on a second. Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. My my uncle was a blood. Okay. You know, so so Man. he had like the, the Bloods and Crips albums, you know, banging on wax and all yeah, that. Yeah, I, I remember so those albums. Yeah. Okay. You got some history there. In the streets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You and a legger can talk. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, I shouldn't be putting out her business in the streets. Uh, respect <laughs> her privacy her privacy. Uh what are we talking about here, Bob? Oh, freaking Bob. Bob. Um so yeah. I think because of, uh, you know, they were farming in that community, you know, they had like their makeshift like uh, shacks, basically. I, you know, and that was the dad, like when the, one of the first scenes when he comes up there, you know, he's making the eyes at her. And this is a girl that uh, that Richie was like kind of looking at, you know, I think he had, he was sweet on he her, right? For her. So I'm wondering yeah. if they were closer in age, like he and, and uh, her were around the same age. And here comes Bob, you know pedophiling it up i guess because that's kind of what it what it seems like cause she might have been like 15 16 or something like that i'm yeah, just guessing yeah. you know they, they never do too. say her age they, they never do but i mean like kind of how we mentioned that like uh richie's personality is a little vanilla and bob has a kind of counter that i i do wonder why the decision to make bob this bad like this is bad bob like i i text you Right, I, I texted you yesterday yeah. while I was watching yeah, this. Like, right. fucking Bob, man. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> That's the first thing I said. He's he's abusive to Rosie. You know, he talks about it. And there's there's many many scenes of them fighting, and right. he's always drunk. Like, wh- why to this extent do you right. think they they need to depict Bob this way? Was I mean, I guess the question would be like, was he really like that that extreme? And I'm I have a feeling right. that he probably was. You know, uh, the family was involved in this, so I'm wondering what how how bad it really was and it could have been worse you know you never know he was the the drinking i, I can see all right uh, i'm gonna go here family history here um i have seen angry drunks and i've seen them in action and they're mm-hmm. it's pretty similar to this do you know what i mean like the whether it's oh, yeah. breaking down doors throwing throwing objects you know uh you know basically uh 
whoever they're married to, like attacking them, that kind of shit. So I've seen that. So I know that this is possible, you know, it's not like, oh, yeah. it's not far fetched. Uh, so it seems like it wouldn't be that. And, and the fact that the family was involved, you know, uh, I know there's going to be some sort of revisionist history just because that's how it goes, you know, but, but it's got to be based on some facts. I'm, I'm assuming that Bob was, was a piece of shit, you know, basically he was, you know, mm-hmm. he was, he was pretty fucked up for whatever good that he had with Richie as far as like the relationship, he still was pretty shitty, you know? Especially the you know and depicted in the movie is the only way we can we can really look at it because that's what that's what's shown shown to us you know so I don't know if it's exactly something that was added on extra just to to have that contrast with Richie's personality because you know Richie's kind of boring <laughs> right so I I don't know the interview that I read with Bob um, you know and this this was maybe just a little under ten years ago that mm-hmm. that uh, he was being interviewed and. You know, he talks about you know uh, him, him and Rosie were married uh, for a few years, and they they had a few kids too. They actually had you know more than just the one in the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, they did eventually divorce. And um, Bob goes on to marry again, but um, I I was starting to I don't know maybe because I am older now. I was just like we're we're getting too much Bob. Like I really wanted to see more of right. Richie, but I, right. I guess there may not have been very much more, uh, even. Like the interview with Donna, um, hmm, th- something I read, the f- the family, the uh, Valenzuela family, they didn't even really know who Donna was. Oh, wow. They just thought it was a song he wrote? I mean, it wasn't anything attached to anyone? Or not not just... a reference to the song, but the like w- with, the, with the movie here, like in mm-hmm. production, like they, they never really knew that woman. Like um, they said, Richie never really spoke about her. Oh, they, okay. all kinda, they always kind of knew that there was a girl... Uh, you know, some like, oh yeah, he, you know, he mentioned a girl named Donna, but he never really spoke of her. Got it. So here's a here's a question along with the lines of, you know, how we're talking about how Bob's uh, depiction in the movie, I guess Donna's depiction in the movie, and how how important was she to Richie Valens? Because sometimes when it comes to these kind of biopics, it's hard to really know whether was it really like this? Was he like all like hung up on her so much that that you know he you know basically was trying to get a hold of her like you know they kept showing him calling the house all the time and uh he shows up and you know he's he's all, all these different things that he did and he's like oh i'm gonna love you forever donna and all that stuff was that was that really like that you know and then now you tell me that he had a he had a kind of another girl that he was dating after you know but before he died yeah. then it doesn't seem like you know or it could just be teenagers being teenagers you know like putting making a little extra you know when it comes to that when it comes to romance you know so right, it, it's you always got to take that with a grain of salt as far as like those kind of you know bio, parts of biopics, you know. Right. Yeah. No. Exactly. Like I, I don't think the actress Donna had a whole lot of input, um, obviously, but you know she she did say like the the marriage stuff. Yeah, that's something they talked about. Obviously, uh, well, not obviously. I mean, people people don't know, but but yeah, she she says that that's uh, something that happened. Um, she says people often ask her like if they were in love. She's like, I was fifteen, right? You know, it's like, right. you know, like I, I love my mom, I love my mother, and she omitted her father, obviously, uh-huh. you know, um, very because of this, the whole Richie thing. So that's yeah. pretty, pretty uh, close to to fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way they actually met was they met at a party, and 
uh, I guess Donna's date was like extremely drunk, and Richie was there, and he actually sang to her. You know, he、oh. played the guitar.、Mm-hmm. So they they met, and then he sang, and so that's how they kind of. Started seeing each other, you know. Then they would go on dates. So a little bit different than、uh, in in the movie. Oh man, I would have liked that better. Actually, that's a better story. Yeah, you know, he, yeah. You she's know, with a drunk. She's with a drunk、thriller. date. Yeah, she's with a drunk date. He starts singing to her, and she starts liking him or whatever. That's that's that's、yeah. shit that you think you write in a movie that that isn't real. Right. They they kind of abbreviated it in this,、yeah. right? Like he, she's the new girl in school. Right. But I think it was like a it was like a summer party. You know,、okay. it was a summer party, and so they didn't see each other again until like school resumed. But yeah, it, it was it was weird just making her like the new girl in school. But、uh, the let, let's talk about the Silhouettes real quick. Yeah,、uh, which is th- this band where Richie does have to audition for.、Um, I thought it was really funny how this guy Rudy, the the saxophone player, you know, he's the lead. Right. It's like, well, I, I guess I guess you can sing in between.、Um, right. But. I've never thought of like a saxophone player as a lead, but that's just my na- naivete. You、yeah. know, I don't play in a band, so I don't know. But、uh, I, I do like this little dynamic between him and the the band leader because the band leader, you know, he shades Richie at first. Oh, so, like, right, right. What, what, what is that there? Oh, that's your amp. It looks like somebody threw it away. He's like, yeah, well, it's mine now. Yeah, <laughs> you right. Know? So I, I like that from Lou Diamond Phillips's、uh, line delivery. That was pretty good. But Richie kills it on that audition. He becomes part of the Silhouettes. But then this performance that he comes to, where his family shows up, Bob shows up, like he just plays background like、right. guitar. That's it. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> the whole time, it, it, he looks pissed, and he <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. just chewing but, his gum, really mad. But, but I would say, uh, uh, being the professional that he was, he finished the gig. <laughs> you know, didn't、mm-hmm. didn't didn't go to didn't go out of the way, out of the way to to uh, uh, upstage. You know,、uh, Rudy. So. I'm like, okay, professional.、Right. He was professional about it, but he knew he's like, nah,、sure. forget this. I need to,、uh, <laughs> I need to do my own thing. And and he's so vanilla. His mom has to have the last say, like before they drive off. <laughs> you don't know who you're messing with. That's、right. My father is is a quarter or <laughs> I don't know. I forgot what it was. Her father is full yaki. I think I think she said、oh, yaki. Yeah, yaki is the word. Yeah, she said he's a full yaki, and you don't you don't mess with <laughs> us. I'm like,、oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. So um. So she's the one that was like had to back back him up, you know, because if it wasn't gonna be her, it probably was gonna be Bob, and that probably wouldn't have been pretty. <laughs> if Bob, right? If Bob got oh drunk, no, yeah. If Bob got drunk enough to like back him up, fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he probably would be like, "What's wrong with you? Why aren't you playing Richie?" <laughs> Start like throwing stuff at, you know, throwing beer bottles at the stage. I don't know. He would have probably done some sh- yeah, some some shit like that. <laughs> they they, they would have told like aside, just like, "Hey, just improv this man. Just、yeah. you're drunk, right?、Yeah. You're drunk、yeah. and you're Bob. Do something. <laughs> yeah, go. <laughs> you're drunk, Bob. Do it. <laughs> right." <laughs> Um, this this movie I saw I've seen so much that there are two like two instances from this、uh, this party scene that Quantum Leap reused in an episode. Oh, yeah, it's a it's an episode. I, I think the title is like the All American or something like that. It involves like two Chicanos that that are on this football team.、Mm-hmm. And Sam Beckett, you know the lead. He、yep. leaps into one of those kids, and they go to a party where it's like a, a bunch of Latinos、mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And they took like the scene Bob like driving off,、uh, and they took the scene like when we first see outside of that party,、mm-hmm. and like a bunch of people walking to it. Right. So Quantum Leap renews those footage. Oh, oh. So, okay. Did you know I know that show?、Quantum、yeah,、Leap? Uh, I've yeah. heard、uh, in these podcast streets. I've heard that <laughs> Peter、uh, is a fan of Quantum Leap, and he knows a little bit about it—one or two things. Just a little、know? bit about、yeah. it. So, 
Th- th- those are the two things that I know. Yeah, about right, right. These, that's these, all you know. Right and you, can, you use that's that you use that piece of knowledge to like basically <laughs> build, build your resume, your quantum leap resume up, fluff it up. A I've bit, been right? waiting for La Bamba to, to <laughs> yeah, reveal right. those that, that knowledge. <laughs> that's what you kept texting me about this. I'm like, all right, Peter, I'll do La Bamba with you. All right, okay. Yeah, that's it. Like, I need to put it out there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yo, I got I got to do this movie. Thirty years is coming up. I don't want to wait another ten. <laughs> no. Uh, I really like the part where. Connie, she she decides to uh, get them get them a gig. Well, no, okay, I'm I'm kind of misremembering the gigs because there was like three gigs that he got. It started off with the the hall, right? The the veterans hall. That's or the first like that. one. Yeah, the hall, the veteran okay. halls, and she and because uh, she got him the gig at the bar, right? Oh no, yeah, the the, the bar. bar was that's first. the first one, and she was she was really selling it up, going, "Hey, you know, you, my kid's really talented. Get him up here." He's and the bar the bar owner's like, "He's not even of age, you know. He can't be in the bar." And I think she was selling it basically by like, "Look, how many people, you know, how many years have come here? Her how many husband. people, you know, yeah, her, her husband, her, right? Her husband used to drink there, right? So um, she she said he drank him himself to death, which wasn't the case. He actually died from like mustard gas from serving in the war. Oh shit, damn, that's <laughs> it's a, a lot heavier. Different. Yeah, that's pretty heavy uh right so she was telling him that and then they, they had him play and he did really well people were dancing they look having a good having a good time i just love how like so this is after that party scene right like right richie is so salty about about not being able to sing he's like you know what i'll get up on here bob you just play some uh, like a beat for me right yeah he had bob <laughs> and, on the drums bob actually does okay yeah yeah bob's just, okay I love, just play something i'll do Isaiah was hilarious yeah. in that scene. That was oh, Trying that was funny. Singer and all that. That was, was yeah. Good. That was funny. God, what song did they do? Because he had to. Because I'm, I'm, I'm watching oh this scene. Right, I was watching the scene, and and I'm going like, "There's a background singer." I'm like, "Who's gonna do background? Is Bob gonna?" You know, my mind. I'm like, "Is Bob yeah. gonna do background?" Because yeah, I haven't seen this movie in like thirty. You know, it has been almost thirty years. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like. Somebody has to do background. Somebody has to go, oh boy, in the background. Who's going to do this? And it was Bob. And I was like, wow. Yeah. That was actually, that was pretty good. That was really funny. It was it was funny. It was really good. Uh, I, apparently, Richie Valens himself also plays drums. Ah. So in that last performance, you know, just in case I forget it when we get there, mm-hmm. but uh, that, that tour that he was on, oh. I, I guess... Some of the band members were sick. Yeah, I think there was a flu going around or, or something. Or couldn't make it. Yeah. So even even Buddy Holly played drums for like one of the performers, and they would right. kind of rotate. So right. Richie Valens played for I think Buddy Holly. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of an interesting nugget too. Yeah. And there's a woman she was interviewed because she she has these pictures from that from that uh, actual performance. From the last performance. I don't know if it was the last one, but it was on the tour. Oh, okay. On that tour. And she, she has a picture of like Buddy Holly as a drummer, you know. And so uh, these pictures, um, somebody somewhere, they bought them from her and they displayed it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're going to be displayed permanently. And mm-hmm. it's uh, being part of a documentary, which I think that's already been long out now. Okay. So um, I wish that I had watched this movie a little bit sooner. Maybe I would have been inspired to do more uh, research a lot sooner mm-hmm. as well. You know, because uh, I, I guess I don't know if there's a documentary, but there is something out there called the Richie Valens story because there's yeah. uh, Apple Music. They have like an album. I saw that when I was researching when I was researching, when I was uh, trying to find a, a, the medium to watch the movie again. Mm-hmm. And I and when I was kind of typing in uh, La Bama, I'm trying to remember whether it was on either Netflix or Hulu, one of those. Because I know Hulu has the movie. If you have Hulu, you can watch it on on there. Mm-hmm. Um, right, that's how I watched it. And I think it did have something of a like the Richie Valens story and I was like, "Oh, okay." And it looked more like a documentary than it than it was, you know, like a, f- a film or, you know, biopic or whatever cuz they already have La Bamba. I don't see why anybody would want to do it again. <laughs> you have to do more of a documentary yeah. style. Um so yeah, I saw I saw that 
And then I was gonna watch it, but I ended up like not because, you know, I was I was that's, I'm that's like you watching it. You know, I'm like trying to figure out. Oh my god, I gotta have enough time to watch the movie. I want to make sure I want to like be able to watch it twice, or just be able to kind of you know get get enough information to to be able to talk about it. You know, um, so yeah, I, I am gonna watch it now though. I think now that I have time, I, I think I will too. I'm definitely uh, interested uh, again with just all these other information that I kind of learned after watching the movie. Uh, all right, so then they go to uh, Connie. She she gets him this big gig at uh, this hall, and Rudy he gets he gets mad because like uh, Richie's like, oh, my mom got us the the hookup here, right? And and so they replaced them. Yeah. they they replaced the 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 saxophone player. So I thought that was really funny. That scene was hilarious because they were outside. They they got out of the car, right? And he's yeah. like, we got we got. And uh, Rudy was trying to throw shade at him about, oh, you're going to get your mom, you know, your mom to get this hall or whatever. And the rest of the band's like, you know, he's like, all right, I'm out of here. And nobody went with him. <laughs> right. <laughs> the rest of the band's like, first of all, Rich is talented and I want to be a part of this. And it's a gig. Why would you say no to a right. gig if you're a band, you know? Oh, yeah. Rudy, yeah. Rudy I, I, I need a camera at Rudy's drive home from that or right. you know when he drives that, that's it. Just, in the he's car crying. Yeah. he's crying <laughs> he's crying on the way home yeah um they they really paint rudy as just just a jerk yeah you know so um you know i'm, I'm glad richie got this uh this gig this is where he meets bob um apparently bob was tipped off by a student from the school you know he's just like hey come check out this richie valens you know he's up and coming and so that's how bob made it over there it wasn't just like he was walking and saw a poster so he was actually tipped off by somebody right aside morales dude he plays drunk so well <laughs> so he shows up drunk he's maniacal are we are we, are we starting to question si morales is like a uh, real life <laughs> like, yeah you play that like, you play dude, that too well man <laughs> you played too well at 25 yeah, years old right, here yeah. buddy <laughs> Way too well, and I I love how like um like uh, whether it's like after a fight or just any kind of drinking like Richie and Bob like they their eyes are kind of red like they're mm-hmm. I don't know if it's makeup or what or they really drinking right. like they really look drunk right <laughs> you know or that they've had a few well hey Richie Richie jumped in the fight man he's like he did pack up his brother he, he, so... hurt, he hurt his hand yeah he did, yeah <laughs> it's like ow was <laughs> a good scene I kind of like that I like that he jumped in and was like. Well, my brother's in the middle. Oh, I don't want him to fight, but he's in the middle of it now. I can't just like not back him up. I got to go in there now. Damn it! <laughs> you see what what did it was uh, when see like Bob was fighting. Everything was okay. I think when Richie, it it, it almost looked like yeah, it wasn't a sucker punch, mm-hmm. but um, somebody got one off like really good on Bob, and that's when Richie came down. Right. I was like, oh, was like, oh yeah, yeah, he might need some backup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fucking Bob. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, really, that's hashtag fucking Bob. Yeah. Um, uh, always ruining things. And I- anytime there's like a confrontation, you know, like, especially with the family, he's first one to, to leave. You know, right. he, he always says it, you know, I'm out of here. Um, one thing that I did notice this time around was that there's actually some pretty subtle use of like slangs from the, like I would say from the 50s and 60s, mm-hmm. you know, which I thought was interesting. And they weren't overboard with it. Right. But the most unnatural delivery of any of it was when uh, Richie would call Donna Kitten. Yeah, that was... It just, it seemed out it, of character because I was like, yeah. well, I've never, I've never heard you say daddy or anything right, like that. Right. And, like, and then Kitten's like the first actual slang he's kind of used. I know, that didn't seem right. I mean, yeah, I know there, it's a term of endearment. I, I liked Bob and Richie's interaction, you know, when they were together. There was, again, the 
volatile Bob and, and Richie kind of vanilla. Um, but it's not like Richie didn't stand up to him at times too. You know, he did. I like that. But uh, the, the scenes between Richie and Donna, uh, not really that inspiring to me. I don't know. I didn't really like them as much, right. you know. Um, so that, and I even like the scenes with uh, him and his mother, Richie and his mom, you know, or mom's, you know, dealing with the kids. So that, that was pretty, you know, she, she carried it really well, but, but, uh, and I'm not, you know, no shade to the actor, but I just, I just don't know. I don't know. I feel like, I guess besides the song, do we really need Donna in this movie? But I guess we do because of the song. I don't know. I just try to tie in, tie in somehow, you know, the, the song that he wrote. Yeah, I mean, you exclude Donna, and then you don't have a lot of like the school scenes, you right. know. So, right. So there's that, uh, and and I don't know. It it tugs at the heartstrings a, l- a, l- a little bit more as well. Uh, this uh, Richie did call her one night to say, "Hey, I wrote this song about you." She right. loved it. She didn't know he was going to record it. Right. <laughs> um, you know, we saw her watching a performance on TV. But uh, she found out it became a song just riding in the car with her girls, and mm-hmm. it came on, and they're like, "Oh my god, that's about you," right. you know. And so that's kind of how she found out about it. I like, uh, th- I like that. Uh, but there's also um, since you were mentioning uh, of Richie playing a playing a the guitar in school and principal or teacher thinking that there was a fight. That, that's a scene that would have been cool in the movie to show yeah. how popular he was in the school. That it wasn't just. I don't know if I got that. Just until, and then when you have the scene at the end where they find out he died and everybody's really upset at school, which I think would happen, I, I, you know, anyway, just, I just feel like it would have given it more validity if you see, if you see Richie being that, like, you know, people really liking him that much, you know, he seemed like a good kid. Yeah. What about uh, his friend, the drummer? Right. You know, like we, we could have had more, more with them. Right, you know, I mean, don't get, don't get me wrong. I, I do love the story about the family. This is really a, a, a different take on it. You know, I, I think Walk the Line, you know, mm-hmm. involved a lot of his family in it too. But just having Bob like borderline the the lead, right? It's um, it was just uh, interesting, just because Bob is such a unlikable guy. But he, I think he like aside Morales is so good in it. Yeah, I, I think you like, kind of root for him in like, a weird way. I know. I'm like, but he's <laughs> terrible. He's such, such a terrible But I guy. want him to do well. I want him to, like, get his shit together and stop fucking around and stop drinking for right. real and, like, you know, take care of his family and don't be a dick. Don't be so damn jealous <laughs> of everything, you know? <laughs> but it's... I know. But you, but you feel bad for him because so many instances in this movie, you know, like, I, I think it's, like, kind of... It's, it's very subtle. I don't think it's, like, in, implied to, like, talk shit about Bob, but it, it, it kind of is. But it's always, like... Oh, uh, Rosie, you should have seen Richie last night. Right. He was like a star. Yeah. Oh, I bet he was, yeah. you know? And Bob's just yeah. like, man, I don't know. last thing I want to hear. Bob yeah. got them a house. Richie got, got them better. a nicer house. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so there, there's all these things. So you, you just feel bad because, like, he's trying. He's always doing, like, second fiddle to uh, to Richie, like, constantly, like, the whole time, you know? He tells that story about Steve, you know, right. saying, like, Richie's going to be somebody one day. And he always kind of, like, latched onto that. Right. That that thing you know so being his brother keeper but just because bob never really had a father figure growing up this is why the way he is you know just running the streets with the wrong people right. getting the trouble becoming a drunk and so he he thinks this is the norm right so he is this way to rosie and not being there for his daughter because he's like well i didn't have a father like well so what's the big deal right you know? right so um what do you think uh, this being lou diamond phillips first movie they introduce him in this. 
how do you think uh what do you think of his overall portrayal of Richie Valens? I mean, overall, he was okay. Mm-hmm. You know, as some parts I thought he was really good. Um I don't know, like some some of his like uh I I I loved him when he uh performed La Bamba. Right. I, I thought he was uh, great uh, in that scene on stage, you know, uh, playing the guitar. It looked real. Uh, just some of his moves. I, I don't know if it's choreographed. I'm sure that it was choreographed, but it looked natural mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, some of his line deliveries, you know, like kind of made me cringe a little bit. Right. But, you know, th- this this guy was, uh, uh, he, he was, this was his first movie. I know that he did get uh, some degree in like drama, mm-hmm. you know, from Texas, which by the way, shout out to Lou Diamond Phillips. He is, he grew up in my, in my uh, birth town, uh, Corpus Christi. Oh, okay. Uh, in Fl- Flower Bluff, which I still have family in too. So I ca- found a little connection <laughs> there too. So, um, I, I had no idea that uh, he was, uh, in Corpus Christi. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. That's yeah. cool. But, um, you know, a lot of the scenes with Donna, I feel they're a little forced. Okay. Uh, you, you know, kind of like when he just had enough and and he comes to the house and the mom opens up the door and he's just like, can I see her? I know she's here. Like the the chemistry, like I, I was more, like, I was feeling bad more for Donna at that oh, point because okay. I felt like she was kind of like forced to say these things. Right. And, you know, uh, Richie's just kind of like, hmph. You know, yeah. like, like he, I, I guess he's expecting her to like stand up to her father. Like the, the girl's fifteen yeah, years old, right? Exactly. You know, and this, this is nineteen fifty eight, yeah. fifty nine, or whatever. You know, maybe it's a chemistry issue with 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 the act, like the actors, because I, I, there really weren't that many scenes of Donna alone or with other people, right? It was mostly unless she was with her dad, that, right? You know, and they were very mm-hmm. short. But when she was with uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, when they were together. Uh, yeah, maybe there was something that was missing there between the two that did, didn't. It wasn't quite, quite working out between those two actors. Maybe that's what it is. Just throwing me off with the Donna thing. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there were some parts where Lou Diamond was. He was, I think, really good. You know, but mostly I want to say he was probably better when he was with Si Morales. You know, when they when yeah. they had scenes oh, together, yeah. right? Um, so I wonder if it's and again, a young actor, first time in a film. You know, there's going to be inexperience, obviously. So there's going to be that, you know, not, not everybody can mm-hmm. be Dakota Fanning, <laughs> you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> come out, yeah, come out the right. room acting, you know. <laughs> now, well, what do you think about, um, the, the producer, Bob Keen uh, or Kuhn, again, depending mm-hmm. who you ask, right. uh, I do like their uh, relationship. You know, I, I thought it was very interesting that, uh, that they did, they did show how Richie got his name. Richie uh, was actually born Richard Stephen Valenzuela, right. and depending what site you look up, there's a few different names thrown in there. Uh, in the movie, I, I think they say Ricardo mm-hmm. Stephen Valenzuela, right. you know, so there's all these different names that he's got. But um, uh, from what I read, they didn't even go with Richie until like that same time they were coming up with Valens, really. Right. Uh, be- because oh, I I kind of remember the story of like the the student you know that told Bob oh come see it, it was actually come see Richard you know he's right. like the new little Richard right or oh, the, right. the Mexican little Richard right. is what they called right. him and so he uh, so when deciding on the name he's like all right we're gonna we're gonna call you Richie and we're gonna throw in the T just to make it more different than all the other Richards right. that's like hot right, right now. And um, so what do you think about that there that shortening the name Valenzuela like I know. Like I, I, I totally stand with Bob. Like that's our last name. Right. But I get the industry. Like, but I'm right. there with Bob. Like that's that's my last name, man. Like I, I'm not gonna change it. You gotta 
I know. I feel two ways. One is I hate that you have to change your name, especially when it comes with with what it comes with, you know, because Valens is not. It doesn't sound Latino at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? To me. No, I mean, especially when you add an S instead of a Z. Right. Exactly. So right there, right away. So, but knowing that it's the 50s and it's the industry, which is music, it just seems like that's the way you got you to gotta play the game. You got to play the game somehow, right? So that's one of the things you got to do. Um, I do like the, the Richie aspect of it better, you know, when I, when I look at it, because it makes sense that you already have little Richard who's big, you know, you already have maybe many other Richards or Richies. So let's let's switch it up a little bit to make, you know, you got to have something to to catch the eye or, or make it slightly different than anybody else. So I like that aspect of it. Um, I understand it. I don't really care for it just because it's, you know, it, it is what it is. It's, you know, what, it's what, what are you going to do? I mean, it's business and, and the, the bigotry in, uh, in, uh, of the country <laughs> comes into play here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you don't want to listen to that. I mean, look, what did the father say uh, in the one scene? With, it looks Italian. Right. Like, there's that the right yeah exactly <laughs> which is already like that's already like a bad thing for in his eyes i guess but um later on he's like you know i don't want you to listen to that jungle music or he plays that jungle music or right. whatever so there you go already right there with the racist shit so i'm like yeah um i get it i get it uh you know many many different actors and performers have changed their names and people change their names even not even for that reason you know they just change it because they don't want to be having a you know either a name that's too bland or 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 that or maybe a name that's too long and they want to shorten it out and have something else you know so it's not unheard of right no i i got you like uh obviously they changed it you know for a brighter audience it's just right. like when bob goes to the djs like hey can you play this and the guy's like valens valens what is, what is that uh italian or right something? was it dutch or something right yeah. or, i don't forget what he says I've, or, yeah. it, was, it might have been dutch yeah. and then like he figures it out yeah. like oh it's, it's a kid from the barrio right, right essay yeah. essay so, um, but I do like that when they're coming up with the names, Bob's like, hey, it could have been worse. You could have been like Ricky Suela. Yeah. <laughs> right. I guess, that is I guess bad. So. That is bad. <laughs> um, Buddy Holly, that's not his real name either. Right. I forgot what it was. Right. But uh, even Buddy Holly is not his real name. It's actually Charles Harden Holly. Right. And Holly is even spelled differently. So right. he drops the E. <laughs> right. So um, yeah, I I know that they do it. If if I was if I was a musician in 1959, right. I, I would have changed my name yeah. too. I probably would have too, man. Yeah, I mean my yeah. name is long. I have a long name, you know, long last name. Yep, uh, exactly. So so I get it. Yeah. The I thought it was really interesting. Come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. Like they show him doing all these different takes and. Uh, let's start again. Well, I'll kiss you once and I'll kiss you once again. And- I- don't rewrite the song. Just do it the way you did the first time, okay? Hey, hey, baby, baby, tell me you love me. That you were always thinking of me. Come on, come on, let's go and again and again and again. Uh, that's more right on, Richie, but that little darling line, I like that better, all right? Well, 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 well let's go. That was good. That was good. They, uh, from what I read, that they did do that all in one day. Mm-hmm. That that particular recording in the movie it says sixty takes. I don't know how long it actually took, right? But it is crazy. But that's a lot depending, of depending. Um, yeah, if if you research it, you know, there's uh, songs available or different versions, different variations mm-hmm. of like Donna and Come On, Let's Go. Like right. Rick uh, Richie, 
he loved to kind of like change lyrics on the spot, and they they showed that very right. well in here. Like I had no idea, but it's kind of crazy going back and listening to some of these songs, and they're like, oh, um, grand whatever versions, and I'll listen to it, and I'm like, man, the lyrics are different. I don't know if I like this. Right. Well, <laughs> plus, know? we're used to the 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 vine, the cut, you know, the final cut that made it in the records. So I, it'd be probably difficult. I mean, I know my mind when I when I when I see alternate takes of things, and yeah, if a lyric is changed, I'm like, it doesn't feel right because <laughs> you're used to having the mm-hmm. record, whatever was was already printed out, you know. How about uh, the one thing when they went to when they went to Tijuana and um, you know, he heard La Bamba and that you know that inspiration for the for remaking the song? Because I was reading when out the limited research that I did, not as extensive as you, Peter, um, <laughs> what that he had apprehension of actually making the song, of making La Bamba. Uh, or recording it, I should say. Did you read that anywhere? I I didn't. Um, what I did read was Los Lobos, who did uh, a lot of the the music in here uh, and provided mm-hmm. Richie's voice. They, they're not a fan of performing La Bamba, you mm-hmm. know, when when they go on tours and stuff. Right. Um, but you know, people uh, often the the crowd will, will ask for it, but they they don't really like playing it. Um, I don't remember so much about the the Richie stuff. I, I think it's probably pretty close to how they depicted it in the movie, where um, you know Bob, the producer, was just like, "Yeah, that's a folk song, man. I don't, I don't know if it'll work." And he's just like, "I'll make a rock and roll, man." Right. And that was just kind of a, a thing Richie did too. He liked to take liberties of uh, covering other people's music and make it more rock and roll, uh, kind of like what Buddy, uh, Buddy Holly did, where where he was uh, started out country. And um, after opening up for Elvis for a few times, he started kind of uh, converting over like the rock and roll side, which also fun nugget. Mm-hmm. Uh, after Richie passing away, Elvis Presley, you know, like a bodyguard of his, um, he sent his bodyguard to Donna where she was working as a server somewhere. It's like, hey, Elvis would like to have dinner with you. Oh. To talk about Richie, oh. and he he just kind of like picked her brain, oh. like oh, so like where would he get inspirations and uh-huh. you know things like that. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, this is something in, in, in a written interview I saw with Donna. Uh, I think it came out in like 1987 too. So they they found her like when the movie came out to like talk to her about things. So that was kind of weird and interesting. Hmm. Not surprised. <laughs> well, well, we about Elvis. Elvis. Yeah, you know. Not the question is why would he want to pick another brain of another artist. The guy's already... But this is after Richie died, right? Yes. Did this happen? Okay. So, you know, I'm wondering where where's his inspiration lie? You know, Elvis's, that is. You know? Well, so, I mean, he was trying to get all the people of colors uh, pretty, music. Pretty much. He was like, you know, I, why stop at, Why stop at black people? Let's go to the Latinos. <laughs> it, it, yes. Yes. Let, let me get the rights to La Bamba yeah, right. and make it uh, English. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I uh, I can see why Los Lobos wouldn't want to play it, especially since that's the one they're known for, you know. Because I would say in the in the I know in the soundtrack where they do more than half the songs, right? Um, mm-hmm. And this uh, and I remember I sort of wanted to mention earlier when we spoke about when the movie came out and the soundtrack, how popular it was. Um, that Los Lobos blew up after this, man. You know, like they were they were every you know they were everywhere. Like that I recall anyway when I was, you know, right around the time the movie came out. And the soundtrack was uh, again. I don't know. I don't know if it made it. How high it made it in the charts, but it was pretty good. You know, it was pretty high, right? Uh, I think the album was like two times platinum. Oh, damn! Yeah, it it did very very well. Yeah, two times platinum. So it sold uh, two million in the United States. Um, not so much in France, but you know, whatever. Right. But the um, Los Lobos, I think they were working on their second album the same time mm-hmm. they were uh, working on these the soundtrack for La Bamba. Right. No, they they became. So, I know they were 
that definitely uh you know raised her popularity um you know right. but i could see them not wanting to play that song again anymore <laughs> you sure. know and that was them um playing la bamba in uh, tijuana right oh that was them okay mm-hmm. <laughs> that was them yeah that's funny uh anything else uh we, we might have missed that you kind of want to talk about uh what i guess the one the one thing is his fear of flying like like very strong fear of flying because I, th- I think that's a you know when i was reading up on it that it was was a thing that really happened like there was a weird freak plane accident or two planes crashing and killing mm-hmm. it, one of his uh, classmates in school because i guess the the debris fell down on him and uh and he was at his grandfather's funeral and that's the only reason why he wasn't in in school that day so he could i mean mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he would have he would have died also but he could have you know chances are he could have he could have been seriously injured you know or or could have died right. also on that. There was um that that's pretty close to to what happened. I mean that was a real right. event. Uh, I believe eight people died and I think seventy four injured. Holy cow! Uh, yeah, at at the school. So yeah, that that was a real thing. the The entire family actually, not just Richie. Um, the entire family kind of kind of just was scared of flying. Right. You know, from there after. Right. Uh, the the dreams was also a, a real thing. People said that Richie would have these these dreams, um, and you know he wasn't there. And in the movie, you know it even shows him having the dream, uh, and he's in one of them. Right. And he tells Donna like, "Yeah, I always like you know I wasn't there." And so yeah, he tells all that story, and that that was pretty uh, close to um, facts from at least from what I read. Right. The I, I thought it was interesting too that Bob did take him down to Mexico. Well, first off, I've got that tattoo. I want to know if that tattoo right. was a real right. thing. <laughs> well, first off, uh, but also like the the whole snake thing. I think watching this mm-hmm. movie when I was a kid uh, had always fascinated me of like tr- wanting to try snake. Right. Have you ever tried snake? And on, okay. I have not. And on on the most recent episode of We Got mm-hmm. Five with Devin, mm-hmm. uh, we actually talked about that too. And I told him oh, okay. I wanted to try snake, <laughs> and he misunderstood as as that I wanted to like try killing one. <laughs> oh my I was like, what? You, you Steve Ir- Irwin up in <laughs> this? Like, no. I was like, I want to uh, try to eat some. I was, I was like, I was like, I heard snakes got a lot of meat. He's like, oh, eat. I go, yeah. What were you thinking? <laughs> what is is that but, one on the deserted island one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, was. okay. <laughs> So, have you have you tried snake? I have, yeah. Okay, uh, I've had snake. I've had iguana, okay. and I'm not gonna mention the the one thing I've had that could could or could not be allegedly endangered. But I was a kid okay. when I had it, so it's not on me. Okay, all right, anyway, all right. You, but, you didn't um, know better. Yeah, I, you know I can't remember what snake tastes like. Okay, to be honest, long time ago. Um, it was a long time ago, and iguana was a long time ago, so I can't. I, I it's hard for me. I just know that I've eaten these things. You know what I mean? So it's like right. You know, uh, so I can say I have. I probably won't again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't think I would want to try any anything like that. Right now, I have this thing where food I used to have, when I found out what it is, I'm not eating again. You know, like when I found mm-hmm. out, when I found out that what my mom was making at one point was t- uh, tongue, you know, cow's tongue. And I found out what it was. I, I couldn't eat. I can't eat tongue anymore. I love you know what I mean? tongue. Even though I love, I love that shit, man. <laughs> my mom would make it really well, you know, and and but she would always call it meat. Oh, right, and I'd be like, hey, mom, what are we having for dinner? Oh, meat. I'm like, okay. And she did that a few times, and I'm like, and it's tender and delicious. And I'm like, I'm like, 
mom, what are you making tonight? She goes, oh, meat. And I'm like, okay. So I, I waited for her to leave the kitchen and I went to the pot, opened it up and there's a huge ass cow's tongue. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not having that anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just having rice, that. And, just rice and beans and tortilla. Thank you. <laughs> That's right. I know. Like, uh, I, I, I think we've talked about that on We Got Five as well. Like mm-hmm. uh, I told Devin, I, I, I like uh, the tongue taco. He goes, I was once told you don't ever eat anything that can lick your back. <laughs> So I, t- I totally get that, especially if you see a big yeah. fat tongue in, in the pot. Yo, you know? In the pot, like, you know, when right. she was prepping it before she even like, you know, cut it up and put it in the, you know, the sauce, her own like homemade sauce and everything, you know, and, and my mom's a really good cook. So whatever she made is delicious. So, uh, but, but seeing, I mean, the thing is freaking huge. And I was like, ah, I'm not going to eat that anymore. No, thanks. You know, it's like, uh, you know, we have our own version of menudo. I don't know if you know what menudo is like, you know, Noodles, Mexican dish, right? Uh, menudo is a uh, tripe. It's a oh, soup tripe. Okay. tripe. I like tripe. Yeah, and it's you know it has a you know um, is it hominy and and it's like very flavorful and it's got a bunch of stuff in it and I used to love that and in, in my country we have a, our own version of that type of soup similar it's not quite the same as the Mexican version um, and I love that shit like that was one of my favorite things my mom <laughs> would make it she and then I found out what tripe was and I was like yeah I can't have that anymore <laughs> I like, I like tripe. weird I mean, it's a weird you find that thing, in man. Pho, you know the Vietnamese yeah, beef yeah. dishes so. So I don't, right. I don't mind it. Obviously, that's okay, what I grew yeah. up on. I, it's funny because when I have, when I have, uh, I don't, I don't uh, want think to know what's in or, it. Oh, you know, okay. I don't think of that. You know what I mean? Or, or um, I think some of the plus, you know, you go to place, they'll tell you what's in it. So I'm like, sometimes I look for the one that doesn't have tripe. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it has like other stuff. Uh, but uh, you know, but I'll, I'll eat it because that shit is delicious. But yeah, depending on yeah, yeah, who it makes is. it, you know. All right, so we want to hear from the listeners if you guys have tried tripe or or, <laughs> or cow tongue, tongue. yeah, or, tongue. or, or snake. snake. Yeah, yeah. Snake. Let, let us know. Like, what does it yeah. taste like? We, yeah. Uh, Mariano doesn't remember, and I've never yeah. tried, so I, yeah. I want to try. This brings me to the, you know, one of the last scenes where um, where Bob shows up to the, his mother's house, you know, after the plane, you know, after the the the, announce, the, the announcement came on the radio, and just that, cause, and, and I'm and I, again, I haven't seen this in so long that I'm like, what what is going to be the reaction? Is is the mom going to? You know, of course, she's upset that it's that Richie died. You know, this is terrible. You know, seventeen-year-old son. You know, and I'm I'm thinking, is she gonna like lash out at Bob? <laughs> like, uh, uh, please don't go. It's, <laughs> this uh, is it should have been you. You know, or <laughs> right? Not Richie. Yeah. Why is it? Why isn't it you? You know, I'm like, oh, I hope that doesn't happen. And it didn't, which I'm glad. I'm glad it was just like, you know, they're both very upset. And Bob, you know, and even with that last that last phone call that Richie put to Bob, you know, I um, and I don't know how close to, to real to real life event this is but i like that because they were even though they left it in a shitty situation between themselves you know richie calls and they're they're being brothers you know they're they're still brothers no matter what so he's they're getting the almost like a a, their own way of apologizing to each other you know mostly bob should apologize mostly bob (laughs) yeah exactly that that's pretty close from from all accounts um i think in bob's interview too he did get a call from richie I think the only difference, really, the way they showed, like, the end was that uh, the coin toss was actually inside, you know, uh, inside, indoors. Oh, okay. So, it was an outside. I think mm-hmm. that was for more for dramatics. Right, right. Um, and then, I guess, depending who you ask, you know, one guy will say, oh, I, I gave up my seat to Richie. Right. Or, no, no, there was definitely a coin toss, but I think... There was somebody else that gave up their seat that it wasn't for Richie. I think that it was, um, gosh, I forget who it was. That, that someone did give up a seat. Apparently, that's one of the stories, but it wasn't the coin toss. I think those are two separate ones, if I'm not mistaken, because I was reading yeah, up on yeah, that I too. Think, yeah, it came down to like giving up a seat, and then yeah, the coin toss did happen. But yeah, um, 
but I, I guess that's neither here nor there. But uh, that that plane crashed six miles away from where they took off. Right. So just minutes right. after takeoff. Right. Crazy. Right. I was reading that they never really found out why. Did they ever find right. out why? Like, what actually? I mean, just it was a, really cold. Then there's something you know. Malfoy. Speculation. It's a small plane. Right. You know the conditions were were extremely terrible. Right. I mean the uh, the pilot had like four years of experience. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I forgot how many hours of actual flight time. But you know he he was it wasn't like he was an inexperienced uh, right. pilot. Right. So, so um, some kind of malfunction. Something. Something. Yeah. It. And I, I kind of read like um, the you know like how how the wreck was found and all that. It, it's a little. I wouldn't say gruesome, but mm-hmm. just the way they worded who was where and all that. I'll just, oh, just, God, that's terrible. The, the visual, right. yeah, it was, it was really it was really bad. All right, so on this show, uh, we uh, I pull up the Rotten Tomato reviews and uh, IMDb, right. and we'll just kind of see like where we, uh, I guess, feel closer to, to the score. But Rotten Tomato has it fresh at 96%. Wow. A little surprised how high, yeah. So yeah. mostly positive reviews, obviously. Uh, right. IMDb has an average rating of 6.8 out of 10. 6.8? Mm-hmm. That's more where I would put it, I think, closer to yeah. that. Okay. You know, this uh, one's maybe tough, higher, maybe higher. Yeah, 90, 96 is so high, though, you know? That's too high, man. I I, yeah. I, I, I would put it in the 80th, per, you know, in the 80th percent, right? In the 80 percent-ish, kind of yeah. like somewhere. Cause I'd I think like it's 89 or something, yeah. you know? I I think it's a good biopic. It's a really good biopic, you know, yeah. um, and especially made the year that it was made. You know, you got to look at access and and I don't know what the I think the budget wasn't really that high, if I'm not mistaken, because they made a lot of I know they made a pretty good uh, profit off the movie. Oh yeah, they really the did. It was too. like yeah. uh, six point five million. Right. Yep. Uh, budget, so, and then they brought in fifty four million at the box office. Right. So oh yeah, yeah they so that's they, pretty good. They yeah made their money back for sure. Um, I yeah ninety six is too high for me, but I think six point eight. Yeah, I, that's too I, low. I think six point eight might be too low, right? Yeah, I feel like that's too low, but I, I can see why people would put it there. I love this movie, man. Mm-hmm. I I yeah. would watch this again. Um, I I wonder if there's gonna be or if there is a Blu ray version with more supplemental material because like I was telling you mm-hmm. off mic, man, I was spending mm-hmm. hours you know trying to find like. Um, like uh, video interviews on YouTube and articles right. online. It's so crazy that I found articles from like 1987 when the movie came out because that's when they were interviewing like actual people. Right. Um, you know, I, we didn't even mention that the the real Connie Valenzuela was in the movie too, as right. just a um, you know just somebody sitting on a couch. But but uh, you know they were a big part of the movie, so they had a lot of input, and they they still do things from time to time for Richie. You know uh, they they put on uh, um, performances and things like that. So that's that's re- really sweet of them to continue doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think somewhere like in the eighties where uh, I, I would place it, but yeah, ninety six way too high. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lou Diamond Phillips is it being his very first movie. You know, uh, you you can see that. You can see that, but I think yeah. he does a he, yeah. he does a pretty good job. Asai Morales is is amazing in this movie, yeah. even though his character yeah. his yeah. character is terrible. It's terrible kinda, character. And when you put it when you put it the way it's like a lot of focus on Bob, like yeah, kind of Asai Morales. It was like Asai Morales' vehicle, like his it's this movie. <laughs> yeah, know? it kind of is. Just, even though it's Richie Fallon's story, uh, yeah, Asai Morales was really good in this. Like he was really good, and and I think that in the scenes again, the scenes with him and and Lou Diamond Phillips were better scenes and it was probably because it was SI was the one was in the scenes with with Lou Diamond Phillips you know almost like 
stepping up his game, you know, with with a better acting, you know, better actor. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I, I thought this movie did a, a really good job of balancing like some of those what could be cheesy otherwise, the um, parts where they, they're kind of like, they're, they're kind of foreshadowing what's to come. Like we all right. know that he dies, right. you know, the right. the fight between him and Bob and Bob rips off his necklace and Bob's just holding it. That was, those are extremely sad. There's like no yeah. music playing, you know, very intense right, right there. Um the uh, the line from Buddy Holly, you know, hey man, the the sky belongs to the stars, you know, or right, you know, all all of these things, they're they're, they're kind of haunting, but I, I think uh, Luis Valdez does does a great job, you know, dropping like these little things here and there, because there was a couple times that Richie says things to Donna as well, like right, I, I remember one time, I, I think, well, they were driving, and then Richie's like, Donna, you know, I'm I'm flying, I'm really flying, you know, so little things like that. Mm-hmm. But some of those also could have been delivered a little bit better, too. Yeah. It's his first job. I mean, his first big gig and his first big movie. So that's that's fine. I'm actually glad that they used that he was the one that was playing Richie Valens, just almost like introducing the new person, kind of give him a shot. And I almost feel like if you try to get somebody who's more like known or famous, it doesn't always necessarily work out as well, you know? Well, picture this. I don't know if this is true. This is one of those fun facts in IMDb, which, you know, some sometimes people make up. But um, Asai Morales and Lou Diamond Phillips are both the same age uh, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, 24 and 25, I think Lou Diamond Phillips is actually eight months older uh, than okay. Asai. But apparently they both auditioned for opposite roles. So oh. imagine Lou Diamond Phillips as Bob. As Bob? <laughs> yeah, and Richie is played by Asai. <laughs> I don't. I can't see it. <laughs> I can't see it either. I, I cannot I, I, see that. I can't see. No. I, I need no, to see Lou Diamond with, with the mustache, and then I need to see right. uh, Si with you the know, getting Richie all drunk, getup. like being like a, 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 a angry drunk, and and doing all that. Oh no, 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 no. I don't see it. <laughs> there was definitely like an innocence uh, from Lou Diamond Phillips. You know, right. um, I, I think I think the casting was was great the way it is. Uh, also, fun mm. fact: Richie or not Richie, but uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, he thought that uh, La Bamba. I don't know if it was actually called that at the time because I know mm. "Let's Go" was a possible title, but right. Richie was told that this was going to be a story about Frankie uh, Valley. Oh, really? Yeah, he thought so it was. Yeah, yeah. And then he shows up. It's about Richie Valens because Lou Diamond Phillips himself is like Filipino and right. Native American. You know, so right. he's not even Mexican. Right. Um, which, which I also like. I, I know we keep trying to wrap it up, but I keep thinking of other things. But high tone. Do what, what? What does that mean? That's that's a nickname. Apparently, Richie actually did <sighs> have. He, he has a song called High Tone. Also, right. I don't not, know. Not very good. <laughs> I I don't really know the. The meaning behind it but it it, it kind of has like a little bit of a twinge of uh fucking with me just because it doesn't sound right yeah <laughs> i'm like i don't know i don't feel i don't feel right about that because w- when i heard it in the movie i was like did i have i heard that before i don't think i have so i'm trying to so i can't really say 100 percent, but it just doesn't feel right you know and it's also the way she i think well, didn't the mom say it to him like acting like that or something yeah, don't, don't be it so wasn't high this, tone right so it wasn't even like a a nickname you give somebody like, oh, you're, you know, slim or whatever, you know, but right. don't act. Don't When you say don't act, don't be acting so high tone. What does that actually mean? You know, is it is there like derogatory? What's happening? You that's, know? that's I don't know. It's really weird because the song he has high tone, he's singing about a girl and he also calls her high tone, I think. Oh, okay. so I'm, I'm not exactly sure. And um, this can be completely nothing also, but he does have a song 
I forget the title, but it has the word Susie in it. Uh-huh. And there's one scene where Donna is walking with a girl who Richie says, hey, Susie, too. So oh, right. I, I think it could be a complete um, you know, coincidence, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah, so that that's it. it man, that's what happens when you do research, man. You start like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> really interesting. Really interesting stuff there. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, Marion, I want to thank you for, for coming on, man. I... I really enjoyed this this talk i i wish i kind of like wrote more things because i i know there was many other things i wanted to talk about but you know what i'd rather have the the you know the the listeners here if they've seen it before right watch it again man it is still good it is good it holds up really well it definitely does that's that's the one thing i was again peter i haven't seen it maybe 25 years maybe i saw it a few years after the movie came out you know besides watching it when it first came out. And yeah. so that's a long time between watches where you, sometimes you go back and see, like, for instance, I bet you if I go, if I see um, Back to School, was that the one we were talking yeah, about? Yeah, Back to School. With, uh, summer, summer School. If I see summer Back school. to School, Summer School. Was it Summer School that came out? That was number this two same movie? weekend, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? I got confused with Summer School and Back to School. <laughs> got it, okay. Okay, but either way, let's say Back to School with uh, with uh, Rodney Dangerfield, Rodney Dangerfield right? Which I love that movie, but I bet you if I watch it now, I haven't seen it in so long, it probably won't hold as well. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, right. I, don't I just don't see that happening. So, watching this again, I'm like, okay, let's see if uh, I'm going to have an all eyes on me moment and be like, oh, that, <laughs> that's so hot, you know? But it held up really well. It was, it was, I really liked it. I, I had fun. I'll watch it again, actually, because I really like that movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I did too. So, I would love to hear like a person's perspective who has not seen this movie ever. Uh, if you are inspired to check out this movie, you know, <laughs> listening to a spoiler-filled review, let us know. Let us know what you think. You know, if you have the time to check it out, it's on Hulu. You know, it's an hour forty-five, uh, hour forty-five, hour forty-seven. Which, by the way, is a, almost what was that forty minutes shorter than All Eyes on Me. It still did a better job, but <sighs> they didn't try was, to. Yeah, they, well, they didn't try to what's... include like every aspect right. of his though. You yeah. know, we we didn't see him as a kid playing guitar. Who cares? Right. Yeah. We get right. it. Exactly. We get it. Yeah. He loves yeah. music. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely more focused. Uh, by the way, high toned is basically like another term for stuck up. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, that's pretty much. So that's yeah. Okay. So, they, so I took it to a whole so, different so. level. I come back. Okay, stuck up. Get it? That's like I guess the okay. terminology at that point. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. And I can see that's why his mom was like, "Don't be so high toned." I guess don't be so stuck mm-hmm. up or whatever. <laughs> and he's singing about a girl being high toned. So I got it. Okay, that okay. makes a lot of sense. All right, now. that makes more sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel. I don't feel messed with. <laughs> I say watch. Uh, I would say, oh, comparing it to All Eyes on Me, as far as like the timing, like the amount of time and how how they put it together, and and this movie was very focused. They they stuck to one aspect of of it, and in fact, were able to put you know the family right, and were able to put Bob in there as a big part of the role, big I mean a big part of the movie, and it, they made a really good they made a really good film. This was very entertaining. You know, again, I'll watch it again. And as far as bio, biopics go, this was this is up there. You know, this is up there to me with like, you know, maybe not as good as Ray. And Ray was a pretty long movie, but that was like yeah, was. really well. But that, that was that, like but a, that also starts when he was younger, right? You know, and that covers a lot of life. ground. And the, it's a longer this, life. This covered like two years of like, right. Richie's life. You know? Well, there you go. You had less time to work with. Yeah. Yeah, which by the way, he um, his career lasted only eight months. You know that that was it. <laughs> that's crazy. And, and he recorded like thirty three songs. That is crazy. You're like that's 
Is that what Tupac was trying to do? Like trying to be like, man, I gotta be like, I gotta, I gotta put as many tracks as I can. (laughs) 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 I can't let him have the record on this. (laughs) Um, I I do remember what I was trying to say real quick, Mm -hmm. and and we'll we'll definitely end it. I I know we keep gushing about this movie, but um, I just love how they didn't give us uh, like an eight-year-old Richie with his father Steve. That's okay, man. We got exposition from between between Bob and Richie. Like that, right. that that's how you do a movie if you're not trying to like include the entire lifespan of, of this this artist. So right. it's fine, man. Well done, Mr. Luis Valdez, which I tried to find mm-hmm. your contact information mm-hmm. uh, and was unsuccessful. So oh, okay. I would have loved to have picked his brain because it sounds like he did a lot of uh, homework as well. And, right. You know, to have the family a part of this, uh, I think is great. So, um, Mariano, thanks again. Why don't you tell listeners where they can find you online and, uh, again, some of the shows that you guys are covering. So, I can be found on Twitter uh, at Papa Elefante. That's at P-A-P-A-E-L-E-F-A-N-T-E. And I am on Cortemp Arts Network. So, we, you can go on to Facebook and look up Core Temp Arts Podcast and find us there. And we, you know, that's where I interact more, more so. And... Um, also covers like you know shows what what uh, podcast we do there. So for instance, you know we do have uh, as Peter mentioned earlier like a music ate my brain, which is music related. We discuss either song, a song like a new song comes out or albums, or we do like a like a nostalgic look, like you know with with La Bamba. Um, we go back and go, oh, you know, this album came out twenty years ago or thirty years ago or whatever, and kind of discuss it. And people who are familiar with it can talk about it. Um, and as far as TV ate my brain. Right now we're covering Snowfall, which is it's really good. Uh, the third episode was very disturbing, but okay. but it was really good. Yeah, I'm telling you right now that I was cringing, and I actually I used to do a second watch on these shows. I just kept it at one because I knew. <laughs> <laughs> so they're gonna cover that. It was the this show like each episode. I know it's only on three, but. The second one's better than the first. Third one's better than the second. So it's kind of progressively getting better. So hopefully they keep that kind of pattern going. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, I, I think that the next thing after that, I, to be honest, I don't know because everything's kind of on hiatus at the moment. Um, I don't know when the Men in the High Castle is coming back or Handmaid's Tale is another one that we just did that, like a few weeks ago, which was a phenomenal show. And uh, I know Atlanta's coming back next year. Uh, so we're we're kind of waiting on that. So in the meantime, you know, see if you can uh, catch up on Snowfalls. It's it's on FX. It's it's worth it, I think. And uh, then you can hear me and Allegra talk about it, and uh, you know me uh, crying on the podcast because that shit was disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And on the note of TV, uh, Carly uh, from that popped this life and Takashana Land, she also joined me for the first four episodes of Friends from College, uh, the Netflix original series. Uh, so if you guys watched that. Um, or is interested in checking it out. We did cover the first four. The last four episodes is coming soon. But for me, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Podstalgic. Uh, again, visit CortemParts.com for a, a lot of our uh, content. And again, we will be reviewing the La Bumba soundtrack on Music at My Brain, which I think the, the current episode or the most recent episode is Mariano, you and Allegra covering Radiohead, yeah. I think. Yeah, there's 20 years. For um, an anniversary, yeah. Anniversary of uh, OK Computer. So we're joined by Juwan, who's another radio fan, Radiohead fan and had a had a good time. That was a fun, you know, I, I find that the music in my brain episodes are, are I don't know, maybe because I'm such a big fan of music, that just becomes more fun for, for me, like to edit, even though the editing process is not fun. 
No, it's know? not. <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoy doing that. Cause I'm like, oh, let me see if I can sneak this song in here or whatever. You know what I mean? So that was right. That no, that, you're that right. Seems to be a little more, a little more enjoyable. You know, those episodes they are fun to do. They're fun to listen to. But yeah. editing it is where <laughs> it makes you want to quit podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> All the music I'm, stuff. That's, I'm the crazy uh, one that actually likes the editing aspect of it of the music. I don't. The, I'll I don't know. send you I'm, all of my. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> I got your email. Expect three more episodes. <laughs> well, uh, you know what? I'll, you know, uh, hook me up with like you know every like uh, music streaming service, and <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if you cover that, <laughs> oh, that you can use my Apple Music, <laughs> right? <laughs> all right, so uh, that's all we got. Uh, thank you guys all for listening. Um, if you haven't done so yet, please consider leaving an iTunes review for the uh, for the show. It will really help out the visibility of the podcast. And I will see you guys next time. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.